0: We've got our, uh, we're going to have an assistant coach talk tonight. We're going to talk about the Illinois assistant coach that seems like the staff's a little bit in flux right now. Uh, Hasn't been announced yet, but over the next couple of days, we're going to hear that Orlando Antigua and um, Chin Coleman are both uh, headed to Kentucky. Uh, Both guys have, uh, you know, are going to or have accepted offers to move uh, to Kentucky. For Antigua, of course, there'll be a second stint there, won a national title with Kentucky. Uh, known for his work there with you know guys like Anthony Davis and uh, back in the day and um, for uh, Coleman obviously for him I think it was more of a it's Kentucky kind of thing like how do you turn down Kentucky and um, you know kind of a one of the top you know maybe the top basketball program in the in the in the nation so you know I, I, so I think the the question becomes you know we can we can break this down and say you know it's disappointing and it obviously is but for me Brandon the biggest thing is that one you find quality guys to replace them. And number two, you keep the current guys that are here, here. And, um, you know, and, and that's my thoughts. What, what, I mean, would you agree with that? I think that's the, that's where as an Illinois fan, that's where you're going now.
1: I mean, if you're looking at next season's roster, it just, it turns into get the new assistants on campus now because they are going to be out on the road starting June. So they've got about, they'll probably have it about two weeks they get to know who's on the roster now because once, once you're out on the road, you got every weekend you gotta got new tournament. Um, you know, keep the roster as much as you can. Uh, from the sounds of it, they should be able to keep pretty much the entire roster. I think the key is keep bello, you keep the core. Um, you're you're gonna have Trent still, you got Monte still, but if you can keep Andre Corbello, which I have zero doubt they will, you keep the roster. You will, be, you will be a top 30, top 25 team next year. And then the, you know, the recruiting turns to Brad and Jeff Alexander for the next two months while they're working Kofi out on campus. Now, I you know, I can't tell you today that I'm 100% certain Kofi Coburn will be in the draft. I can't tell you I'm 100% certain Kofi Coburn will be back at Illinois. But what happens over the next two months, the the coaching the training the relationship that's already, you already has strong relationship with both but Orlando's leaving you have to build you have to double that relationship whatever it is whatever it takes really to do whatever you can to try to sell to bring him back to make yourself a top 15 top 10 team because if you can have another top 10 top 15 season assistance you bring in this summer it's going to make their job heck of a lot easier come 2022 2023 so
0: yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think the the one thing that I look at is, like, you know, you, if you keep the current guys on campus, you know, keep there that core, you know, a backcourt with those three guys of Bellow, Trent, and Plummer is just – I mean, that's a fantastic group. You've got guys who can put the ball in the basket. you got a great shooter. you got the best – perhaps the best point guard. Uh, maybe we're hyping Bellow too much, but I really think he might be the best point guard in college basketball next year. Um, and you get a guy like Trent who sure. maybe the – yeah, pure point guard. And you get a guy like Trent who might be the best defensive guard in the country who can also go on heaters when he doesn't miss. You know, So you've got three dynamic guys who can play in the backcourt. You have wings. You know, bring in three wings who are freshmen, but you also bring in Austin Hutcherson. You have Jacob Grandison maybe sliding to a more familiar role. Demonte Williams, maybe you slide him to more of a three-roll role um you know and things mm-hmm. like that so and then you know i think guys like coleman hawkins are going to develop you bring in Payne to play in the middle you know i think that's my concern right now is more the front court you know what you do and obviously kofi coburn if, if he comes back it's suddenly your front court looks really good you know suddenly it's amazing get one guy like who's the biggest guy in college basketball and everything's oh we're good now um and, and obviously mm-hmm. there's still guys in the transfer portal too you know as we've talked about before
1: I mean, if you look at the roster, the roster as it stands today is probably a top 35 roster. Um, I think you can probably end up being a top 25 team because I think you'll have the guards to do it. You bring Kofi Cooper back, you're a top seven, eight-ish team. He's that important. He is the preseason player of the year. That, that's how important he is. You bring him back. Say you add a Trey Mitchell, you're a top three team. You're a top three team in the country preseason. You're a top three team, team at the end of the season. Um, you know, Kofi Coburn is that important. But I also want to, you know, with that core returning, Trent Frazier, the return of Trent Frazier is huge. Look, Iodesumu, first team All American, Bob Cousy award winner, an unbelievable player. He's gonna have his jersey in the Raptors. However, Illinois offense, 98% of the plays were called for Io DeSumo. It was in his hands, ball screen. Do what you got to do, Io. That is why we lost to Loyola. We didn't do anything other than just do the same thing we did all season. But we saw when Iowa was hurt, Trent Frazier becomes more of the, the attacking, scoring guard we saw his freshman season. That's the type of guard I expect next season because he's not going to be, not necessarily regu- like relegated to a corner three position more it's not necessarily being relegated to it. it's more of having the confidence. Okay. I need to go get a bucket for my team. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to defer to someone else. I want to be, I'm going to go get that bucket because he can do it. We've yeah. seen it. We saw it all for us from here. We saw it last season In you know, you know, a couple games I was hurt. The, the so I, game, I, yeah. I think that yeah, the return of Trent Frazier, I think cannot be understated of how important that is for Illinois next season. Um, you know, and then the development of Curbelo, obviously, um, he needs to get better at the three. Because once he can make the three, you can't stop it. Like, you cannot stop him. You could barely stop him now. He's had a three-point shot. Um, so that's just kind of the way I look at it. I think you're a top 35 team, which is still good. That's a tournament team that's probably, you're looking at an 8-9 seed, 7 seed, somewhere in there. But you bring Kofi Coburn back, you're a top four seed. Like, you're a 4-3 four, four, seed, maybe a two seed. Add Trey Mitchell, you're a one seed. I think you're you're in the conversation for, you know, number one in the country all throughout the season. So,
0: so yeah, so, it's a
1: big couple of months coming.
0: Yeah, no question. So, it's interesting you talk about that. I, I think uh, there's a website, and I don't know whether it's Bart Torvick, I don't know, T-Rank, I haven't even looked. Somebody sent me a – I get these screenshots sent to me all the time, you know, and it's almost I over. I don't know what
1: you're talking about.
0: That's and weird. it had, had Illinois as, like, 35th. If they had Kofi, they moved to, I think it was 7th, mm-hmm. something like that. They add you, you throw in Trey Mitchell, and they're two, so you, you know, somebody like that. So, yep. even, even if you just throw in another guy, I don't care if it's Joel and Tomboy, somebody like that, you're going to move up. But then you throw in another, you throw in the other wrinkle here. Like, can I think that somebody said that you know, Kofi obviously would be the most impactful guy in the Big Ten next year? And then I think they put mm-hmm. Trey, Trey Mitchell, if he came in, would be third or fourth, depending on whether Kofi's back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ins- – I mean, those guys are insane. So, uh, there's still a lot of options, still a lot of things fluid. Uh, they're very fluid here. Um, I, I've heard that, you know – and the, So, I think the biggest thing is keep the core in place and then kind of go from there. Those super seniors really for Illinois this year, Trenton DeMonte coming back, it is huge, as you mentioned. And I think that really solidifies where they can be going into the season have another good season. Now, they're gonna, I think they're going to have a good year regardless. But if they add another piece mm-hmm. – And get Kofi back, I think it could be another great year. And In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say something that's absurd. If they had Kofi and like a Trey Mitchell type, they could be better than they were last year. Am I insane?
1: That's not absurd. That's not absurd. You and I have been talking about that on every podcast we've had for the past three months, you know, two months, whatever it is. Because – the way the offense, the way the Brad wants to run his offense, we can't just, ball, we can't just do pick and, roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. You need different type of sets. You need to have that four man that can make a three. You need a four man that can guard a four and then go play offense at the four. Um, you can't have to have it just a defender in there and then you have to switch it out. Um, you know, it's funny. You say Trey Mitchell would be third or fourth. Kofi would be the most impactful. Who's number two, some little, you know, Small ball five man at Ohio State.
0: I've never heard of him. It's crazy. Never, heard never heard of him. Heard of him. I mean, <laughs> so, he was in the blue. Yeah, so. right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so I guess for Illinois now, you, 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 this is all in limbo. We can't really, we don't know who's going to be come back. And they're still going to add guys. I, I firmly believe they're going to add somebody else in the transfer portal. Um, and I mm-hmm. firmly, you know, before this is done, I don't think they're going into this season um, with just what they have. But let, let's not worry about that because that's obviously not the big news. That's going to be more delayed. The big news yeah. is who's going to be the assistant coach. So here's what I know. Brad Underwood was uh, in Chicago yesterday. It sounds like uh, had some meetings with different guys um, there. And so, and, and I can't confirm or de- I cannot confirm or deny the location of said meetings or exactly who was there, but I have heard some rumors who might've been there. So you know, let's talk about a few of these guys. I mean, are, I've heard of, you know, Chester Frazier's a name that Illinois fans know well. He's uh you know, he was a player who, you know, one of those guys who's grittiest, toughest player perhaps they've had in the past, you know, 20 years or so, just, you know, tough as nails, just n- nobody played harder than Chester. And, you know, then he, you know, goes, plays a little professionally, comes back, he gets on Bruce Weber's staff at Kansas State, leaves there, goes to Virginia Tech, really known as a kind of an up and coming guy. People in Illinois, I think, sometimes think, well, he's Chester. Frey. You know, he wasn't that good as a player. He's just okay. Yeah, he's tough. But I'm telling you, with his mindset, you know, Chester's always been one of those guys to overcome odds, you know, and and, and battle and, and, and just fight and scrap. And, and one, one, uh, one uh, high major assistant coach, actually, when I uh, was talking, I asked him about Chester, and he said he's relentless, you know, he is when it comes to recruiting. And, and that doesn't surprise me. He's a grinder. He's going to guy who's going to constantly mm. be in contact with kids. And so may not, maybe he's not the smooth talker that an Orlando Antigua is because I'm not sure anybody is, you know, he might be, that's why he was offered to be the highest paid basketball coach in college basketball. But, um, but you can get, you can still get really good guys with different types of um, assistance. And maybe mm. Chester Frazier is one of those guys, other guys that I've heard mentioned um, include a, um, um, you know, I know Illinois, I know I have heard Underwood from, from a source, not Red Underwood, who said that, uh, Roger Powell, um, got a phone call. I do not know if he met with Roger Powell. I know that he talked to Roger. Um, I know that, you know, some other guys that we've, we've, you know, had before. And, uh, Mike Menega, who is from Rantoul originally from Oregon, um, would be in, you know, he's a well-known guy in the recruiting circles has great connections in Canada Will Bailey, who is a, an assistant coach at South Carolina, um, has been from Chicago, has been in St. Louis, has recruited both places. Um know the system. Obviously, uh, Tony Bergeron, who is a you know assistant coach that I, Brad has talked to as well. He was at UMass, and of course, he you know kind of is a guy who is connected to Trey Mitchell a little bit. So uh, as you know, so that's a there's a connection there. Um, and another guy uh, from St. John's, a guy named Van Macon who has been at SLU before that he's from New York originally Um, would be, I I think he would come with some recommendations from some people on the East coast. Um, Well-known and obviously helped really Travis Ford at SLU recruit. He's been at Rutgers. So he's been in the big 10. Then he was at SLU. Now he's at St. John's. Um, And that's a name that I've heard. And then of course there's a guy on staff right now who is, who uh, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we always think, well, you know, he's uh, Jeff Alexander. People have a lot of respect for Jeff Alexander, both inside the program and outside the program. A lot of people really like him as a coach. So Brandon, you get a, we got two openings right now. We get to pick these two guys. What what are you, what are you looking for? What do you think? I
1: mean, I think number one, Mike Mone. I mean, I, I've been, I've been spouting it since the rumors started coming out that we could potentially have an opening. Um, you know, he was the lead recruiter for Oregon for Andre Corbello. He's a lead recruiter for Oregon for Matty Treore. He has connections to the East Coast. He has connections to Canada and he's from Rantoul, Illinois. And he coaches at one of the, you know, Oregon might not win national titles in basketball, but they are one of the big names in college basketball. They always are in the Pac-12. He's respected. He's known throughout the entire country I mean, he's he's a hire where if you're trying to make a statement to back up losing O.A. and Chen, you make that hire, everyone's like, oh, all right, Illinois is here to stay. You know, that's the type of hire he is. And I think he'd bring a lot more than just recruiting to the staff too. Now, Chester Frazier. Chester Frazier was the 303rd ranked recruit in the country coming to Illinois in high school. He had to, like you said, overcame odds that I mean, you're thinking three oh three, you're thinking mid-major, EIU, you're not thinking Big Ten. Big Ten starting point guard by a senior year, like and he, he he played defense. Like he was a defender. he was the bulldog. Tireless worker. Um, you know, he landed some really good guys at Kansas State. He was he was known throughout that he was one of the, you know, the the main um, X and O guys with Bruce Weber on their elite eight run. Um, now he's the head lead. So he's the head associate coach for Virginia Tech, a ACC team that exceeded any all expectations last season. Um, now, he might not be your, you know, connection guy that has connections to, you know, to the to and fire or connection to mean shirts, But that's overblown. The connections to Chicago, I think, are massively overblown as the fact is if you pick one side, you ain't get anything from the other side. It doesn't matter what you do, what you say, you're it's not happening. So I think bringing in Chester Frazier is a beautiful, I think it's a fantastic opportunity. I think he's a really good X's and O coach. However, I look at it in form. If you bring in Chester and say, you know, Gentry's staying, and you bring in Chester, you need a dominant number one recruiting coach. I'm not saying Chester can't recruit because I think he can, especially given the resources Illinois would have, but You can't replace Orlando Antigua with Chester Frazier and say, you know, you know, we'll say Will Bailey. You can't replace him with Will Bailey and Chester Frazier because at that point, neither one of those has landed. If you look at their all-time recruits, neither one's landed a five-star. Neither one's landed anybody above 45. And at the end of the day, Illinois, you look at their best players over the past few years, Andre Capello is 42nd. I would assume it was 30th. Kofi Cooper was 41st. You need those players, not the five stars. You need the 35 to 50s to 50 to 60 players. And I would have a lot of, you know, worry if that's what we bring in. Because we let's be honest, Gentry doesn't bring a ton of recruiting. He went one for one with Goody. But, you know, he's here for his X's and O's. That's why he's here. So that would make me worry. I And like we said, we talked about, I love Jeff Alexander. Every summer, he's the one that coordinates all the skill training, you know, for every player. He does that. That's, that's his thing. He is known as a really good coach. He was at Evansville. If he was actually an assistant coach here, we would have had um, Drew Smith, the point guard that went to Missouri. We, he that's would correct. have came to Illinois. Wow. So he's really well liked. He's a, I, you know, I actually him and OA used to come golf at Stone Creek Golf Club all the time. Great people awesome guys had fantastic conversations, really personal people. I think Jeff would be great, but I think Jeff is more of a gentry, say gets a job at Gonzaga. I think that's the role he would fill. It, does that make sense? That doesn't, yeah. seem, that doesn't, he doesn't seem like someone that you would hire on when you have a gentry and then you would have like a Chester or, or Roger or whatever. So that's kind of where I'm at um, as more of a, you know, I had, you know, I can, I hear some things, but I am more of, I'm looking at a fan perspective now. You know, so what do you think? You know, if you had so, your dream to, who are your dream to?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's a tough call. I mean, I don't think there's a set guy. You know, you say this. My, my thing is probably, you know, Minega, I think he's a home run hire. Obviously, coming home, I, I, I have a hard time believing that he would turn that down if you offered him, say, 500000 a year. And then then I feel like you, you, you bring in another guy, and, and Chester would be great. Um, I love Roger Powell. Um, I think Roger would be great. So th- those are guys that I, I would definitely be – Roger, obviously, known for bringing in – he brought in some really – some good dudes at Vanderbilt, right? I mean, you know, some seriously high-level guys. So those would be the two guys I'd look at. And But then I kind of look at it like this. Like, here's my thought on this whole thing. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn because if I look at next year, if I'm just looking like short-term, I feel like in 2022, no matter who you bring in, if you keep AJ Storr and Reggie Bass – you just need to bring in a big guy, you know, with those guys and, you know, and then see what happens because I feel like in 2022, they've already got, if they can keep storm bass and, you know, I, I know Underwood's now connecting with those guys and really trying to take over this recruiting because they obviously had different connections. So um, you can keep storm bass. And then I think the future you're going to have so much time for these assistants to build relationships in June, July, August with their guys. And, that they, and they've got guys they're going to bring with them that they're already recruiting, guys that they have connections with. So I'm kind of looking at like I'm more concerned about what what can what can we get for next year? You know, what guys can we bring in for next year? And that's why my my names, my two names that I would bring in, obviously, you know, Manega, Manega would be my number one, and then I, I I'm great with Chester. I mean, like I, I am. We're, there's a bunch of these guys. Will Bailey, I'm great with him. Jeff Alexander, I, I'm actually okay with Jeff Alexander, if. If, for example, because of his skill development work with Kofi, Jeff Alexander, Kofi says, you know what, I can really develop under this guy, then I'm okay with that, too, because Kofi's more important to me than any recruit that you bring in in 2022, because he makes you good now. And you're going to have a million guys in the transfer portal again next year, or 1,500. Maybe it's only 1,000 next year, but there's still going to be a ton of guys in the transfer portal next year, right? So I'm more concerned short-term. And so that's why I say, like, there are two guys. Tony Bergeron and Jamal Walker. And you, you, we can, we can debate on what's going to happen with those guys. I, I love Jamal. He's a friend of mine. Obviously I go back to, and, and I think he's a guy who knows the landscape, obviously has connections to different guys, different recruits in, in and it would help there. Tony Bergeron, obviously if you bring him in, you're probably going to get Trey Mitchell. I mean, we, we've just, we've, has been well-documented, everybody knows this. So if you have this setup and you bring in one of those guys, and it adds a piece for next year that makes you great, then I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm, then you figure it out a year later because you've got plenty of time for that other assistant coach, or for you know Gentry to find some guys that are, you know, for a year now that you're going to be recruiting, and you know to add in there or Jeff Alexander, whoever sticks in it, because Gentry is another one we haven't even talked about. Like it sounds like Gonzaga has interest in him for their assistant coach position, and I don't think anybody's rushing to hire a lot of these people or announce it because it it literally. I, it's, it doesn't matter until you really get to June and you start having campus visits and when you start opening up campuses and then July when you have evaluation period. So right now you're just kind of making phone calls, making texts and so forth. You're, you're not you're not building as much relationship with the 2022s. It's more about the transfer portal and the immediate guys, I think right now. So that's why I would look at that. So that's where I'm at. I'm just, I'm an immediate guy right now. I'm not thinking long-term because I think long-term is so different now because I don't even know if you have to recruit, but one or two high schoolers every year, and then just see who's in the transfer portal. Because as we were just talking, like Mm -hmm. you get a, you get a high school guy, you take a developmental guy. Now I take a developmental guy. And and I'll be honest with you. I don't think Illinois would have taken Lieb a year ago if they knew what was going to happen with the transfer portal and how nuts it was going to be. Because by the time Mm -hmm. Lieb plays, he's going to have to be on campus for three or four years. You could have got somebody – to. you could have probably got somebody just as good in the transfer portal, um, you know, right now, you know, every year. You just go, I'll take this guy for one year. And and you could get somebody Mm -hmm. like that. Now, in three years, I think, Brandon, Lee's going to be good. I think he's going to be a good player down the road. But you – each year you could have just added a guy, added a piece there. So – and you don't stack – you don't take up a scholarship every year um, doing that. So I don't know if you take projects anymore. I mean, I don't think you take guys who can't come in and play. Because you can find guys to replace him, and and then once the transfer comes in, he's stuck. The second, the first time Mm -hmm. they moves free, the second time they got to sit out a year. Guys aren't leaving twice. Adam Miller went to LSU, right? He's not leaving LSU. If he leaves LSU, guess what? He's gonna go sit out somewhere. He's gonna stay at LSU now. If he had to stay at Illinois, you know, if he had to sit out a year, he probably doesn't transfer at all. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's just a different landscape. So I'm thinking immediate right now. I'm all in, all in on. Finding the best immediate help I can get to get me to where that I want to be next year, which is being a top ten national title contender. That was a long-winded I mean, answer to. That no, I mean, I
1: mean if we're, if we're clear. So a couple weeks ago, there were rumors that Gentry was basically like a Plan B for Gonzaga. They, you know, they kind of reached out. Hey, we have this opening. You know, Tommy Lloyd went to Arizona. Past few days, past week, it's kind of you know, they've heated up to where, Hey, this is serious. We might actually want you to come back and be that guy, you know, not a plan B, you know, they might, maybe they struck out on the plan. I, I don't know. So there's a very legitimate possibility. You have three openings. Now, in my eyes, if that happens, then I think you can hire, you have a spot where immediate need. Okay. I get it. My problem is I think Chester Frazier, if you get hit, if he's the guy, if he's your number two, because is, if you get him, he's the number one. If Chester Frazier is your number two, you have a top ten staff in the country. Because Chester Frazier, if you're pulling the head associate from a solid ACC team, come be your number two. You're big. You're a big boy again. It's that yeah. simple. But if we want to debate about the Tony Bergeron, Jamal Walker, there's. I think if you go Jamal Walker route. I think you're sending a very, very crystal clear message of who you want this summer. I'm not kidding. I think, you know, it, I think every, every person that sees that happen will know it. And I am okay with that. If that's the route they want to go, I'm all for it. I'm not saying it'll happen, but I think it sends a very crystal clear message of who you want. Now, Tony, he, he brings Trey. He brings Trey. that it's, it's, it's in a Sharpie. He brings him in the bag with him. Yeah. You know, so you can go those routes. One brings one for sure. The other one improves your chances from slim to, I would think more than likely Yeah, in all
0: honesty, I, I'd say that's maybe how, 50, that's 50, 50, 50, 50. Yeah. yeah. I mean, legitly gives you, you're, you're in the mix. So that's how close with that family, you know? So, so, so as I look at this, it, I made a list. I went through a list and, you know, we've heard all these names. Delonte Hill, who, you know, is known for his time at Kansas state um, has had some off court issues with DUIs. Um, he's Austin he P now. What's it? Yeah. He brought in. He uh, uh, brought in yeah. 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 Right. Then you got Daniel, Daniel Robinson, who's a assistant coach, at Iowa state, Rock Island guy, no recruited Chicago. Um you know, we've we've talked about a lot of the other guys. Obviously, the name that always comes up is Nick Irvin, um, and what the twenty twenty three class on the fire has. You know, like wow, that'd be great. But you know, then you're probably not getting any mean streets kids. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like a weird thing. So um, you know, everyone like, always it's mentioned. Like, it's ahead. like
1: hiring the cousin in to hiring the actual dad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it or the brother. You know, it, you go from. Street, A big middle finger to the mean street, you know, squad. Yeah. and I bring Daniel Robinson. He's got connections to mean street. That, that's yeah. his Chicago team. Yeah. So, and they've got two five stars in 2022, Jalen Washington and AJ Casey.
0: Yeah, no question. And they're good. I, I, so they played, they played actually in Fort Wayne this weekend. So I got a chance Ooh. to watch them. And I've watched them earlier before, but they won the Fort Wayne run and slam this past, the Bill Hensley Memorial run and slam in Fort Wayne this weekend. Um, and, and they're, they're fantastic. I mean, they're, they're so deep. They have so many different guys that can score Washington, Casey, Casey does so many things. Well, then you have cam craft. They have, you know, guys off the bench. I mean, they're just, they're loaded. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They're just a loaded team. I think they're one of the best uh, 17 u teams. They have a guy off the bench, Nick Martinelli, who's one of my favorite guys because he just does all the dirty work. Six, seven, six, eight kid, just grinder, rebounds, you know, four, just does a little bit of everything. Doesn't look great doing it, but just gets it done, you know. And um, th- they have a loaded team. I mean, they are the kind of team that could win, like, the Peach Jam. You know, they're that level of mm-hmm. squad. Um, the only question I have about them is, that are they good enough at the guard position maybe? Craft is really more of a wing. Casey's a wing. Do they have the point guards? And, you know, maybe they do. I don't know. But, I mean, that's probably my only question. Um, the So, you know, as we're talking about this, the Bill Hensley Memorial speech run and slam this past weekend, let's, you know, the Mac Urban Fire 16s were there, and they were loaded. They had Modus there. They had uh, J.J. Taylor. They had Der- um, Dada Ames. They had all those guys, um, Damian Lowry. So all those dudes were there, right? And, and they, they, they actually got beat by 13 in the first round of the, the platinum bracket um after winning their three pool games and you know it's kind of funny t- they all looked apart but something just wasn't connecting there at, at times um you know for them so they, they maybe weren't you know i think they're the most talented team you know 16 u team in the state but i could see you know i, I can see why you know like i know i know gavin sullivan from the mid pro academy would love to play those guys because he feels like their team plays so well together you know, with, uh, you know, Owen Freeman, who I'm really high on. I hope Illinois gets him in 2023. Ty Pence, another kid I'm high on in 2023. And Lola Harding kid, the point guard. And they've got those guys like Kaiser, a bunch of mid-major kids there on the wings that are athletics. You three, fill the role. So, I mean, they're an interesting team. Mean Street 16s actually made it to the – nobody talks about them, and they made it to the championship game um, before losing to the – I think they got second, lost the same team that I think beat the fire. I think it was the Indy, Indy Elite 2023. So – Regardless, you know it's a it's a really fun you know it, it's a great event, and so it's fun to watch all these guys play and uh, to go through it. So as you go through, what do you think? Like, if you look at these Mean Streets teams, like, do you think Illinois, if they hire the right guy, has a chance at AJ Casey or Jalen Washington? Can we? Can you? Can you get that guy? Who is that guy? Is there a guy? I don't know.
1: If if we're being honest, what's what we do with Mac and Fire? You hire Chen you got Io, you got Ace. Yeah. Now, now how does Mean Street feel? What I've heard that the, the relationship was mended, it kind of like it wasn't, you know, full blown, like patched up, you know, no scar, you know, but you hire the right guy. That's got, you know, the connections that, you know, or the, the relationship, you want to have a guy that's got the relationship that's always had it, hasn't had bumps. And I was like, Hey, right. You know, Coach Underwood, Illinois, they they want to do this. They're not hiring me, they're not hiring me because he thinks I'm going to bring you two. He's hiring me because he thinks I'm good enough for this. He's hiring me because he wants to, he wants you guys, he wants you guys to be like to be part of this. He wants them because he thinks they're be, they're the best. You know, and at the end of the day, look, Macron Fire. For all the glory of got good teams they've brought, good players, I mean, their teams have sucked. Like, they have not been a very good <laughs> – and I don't care. They, they want to tweet, hey, if Nick Irvin's on the bench, they win that game by 30. Like, yeah, shut up. Just stop. Nick Irvin's the number three assistant at Western Illinois. And the one guy he brought in, Mark Watson, has gone. transfers after one year. So this whole appeasing to AAU teams, if you're going to do it, appease to the AAU team that actually knows how to win games. That's my opinion on that. But I'm also not a I'm not a Could fan. Could you of tell
0: us how you? Really I want feel. you to bring. In. <laughs>
1: you you guys know me. You know me, Brad. You know I I don't I don't beat around the bush. I say how I feel. I say my opinion. And you know what? It is what it is. Um, I I just I, I'm I'm more of the fan of hire the coach that can do XOs, but is a dog on the recruiting trail, Chester Frazier. Mike Monega, He's got he's known for it. And Gentry leaves. You can slide in Jeff or. I'm okay. Go throw the money, apologize to Jamal Walker for sending him to his defensive camp, whatever you want to make him, and, or hire Tony Burge. Like it, it's that simple to me. Like if I, I just, I have a hard time throwing 350 K at a guy for one to two years. Cause we just want one player, you know, yeah. cause I think at the end of the day, if you want to sustain success like Michigan state, you got to have an assistant that's going to be there 10, 12 years that has those relationships. You know, it, it, it happens at those places. You can't just keep reloading assistants every two years, in my opinion, you know, Brad is the coach and he's not going anywhere, but you got to have assistants too, that are going to be there four or five years.
0: Well, and you know, you, you, you talk about that and I agree. I I think a lot of times when assistants leave, usually it's for a head coaching job, especially a school like Illinois, they're usually not losing assistants to be an assistant somewhere else. And I'm not sure that they would lose anybody to anywhere but Kentucky or a Kansas. I mean, like a league, the elite, the blue bloods, right. You know I mean? I don't think they're losing guys to, you know, or Gonzaga now for that matter. Of course, Gentry, you know, being from there, that makes a difference if he ended up going there. But so I look at it, like, I want guys that are wanted to be head coaches, but I don't want to lose them as assistants. If that makes sense. I want them to be there, to be an Mm -hmm. assistant, Uh, Until they become a head coach, and I think that's the ideal situation. So, yeah. So I I wonder if you know there's going to be a little more uh, you know premium put on a guy who wants to be here, a guy who's loyal, like a Jeff Alexander, like a Jester Frazier, um, or a Mike Monega, who is you know obviously from Montreal. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what what uh what Brad Underwood does, what his decision is when it looks when he looks at this assistant coaching position. We know he's already. And one thing you have to understand about Brad Underwood. This isn't like – it isn't going to start when when Orlando and Chin decide that they're le- – or announce that they're leaving or it gets released, whatever. It, it Brad Underwood's already been laying groundwork for a while. I mean, this isn't something that he's going to go, oh, gosh, I should start making calls. I mean, it's already happening. I mean, we know he's already do- doing this stuff. So this is where people sometimes get, oh, my gosh, we're going to be behind the A-ball. It'll be okay. I, I think Brad Underwood's going to be a good leader. But like you say, we want to have some continuity – you want to have some th- – those relationships. Um, so you're not doing this every year. I don't remember – I'll be honest. I don't remember a, a time when a team was a one seed and lost two assistant coaches to go be an assistant coach somewhere else. Do you, I, mean, I don't remember this. I'm, I'm old. Obviously, I'm a lot older than you. And I don't remember anything like this happening. And, and obviously, it's Kentucky, so weird things happen. But I don't remember anything like this. I don't know about you, but I, I can't think of anything like this.
1: I can't think of anything, but I also think it shows you the level of desperation Coach Calipari is at, and I mean that. And Kentucky fans, if you find me on Twitter, go ahead, that's cool. I really don't care because it's you went nine and sixteen last year with a <laughs> roster full of five stars and high four stars. So, and don't tell me, oh, we just had some bad apples. This bad apples that your coach preaches. I can handle any attitude. I can do this. I can do that. No. I still don't think they're going to be very good next year. I think they're going to be a mediocre team, maybe sneak their way into the tournament. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Now.
0: It's possible. They don't have a point guard. Now, if they they had Ty Ty, that might change that a little bit, you know?
1: Absolutely. But that's the thing. Nolan Hickman, who they thought was a point guard, just decommitted. Because Calipari just jettisoned the coach they recruited him because he wasn't doing good. Are you kidding me? Like, what else you want them to do? They're bringing, in, they're bringing in five stars every single year. At some point, look in the mirror. And I think that's why he went so full board to bring Orlando back is because you can ask a lot of people. Orlando, Orlando was the guy when they had all those amazing teams, Final Fours, National Championships. He was the guy that Cal turned to. You look to his right, he was talking to O. Um, so it, I, it shows the desperation, but it also shows Kentucky's still the top dog. No matter what we want to think as Illinois fans, we're going to be in that tier of top, you know, 15, 10 in the country. Kentucky's in the tier of top two, always, no matter what. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, we, we talked about this, my respect for Lando Antigua is through the roof. You know, he, this isn't where he, you know, goes coach Underwood and, you know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to steal every player. I'm going to try to take bell, you know, all these other, he's not what he's doing. There's, you know, stuff, you know, just him being a good person. Now, my respect for Chin Coleman that's a whole different story. Just some of the, you know, just some things have come out about it and just the way he's gone about the process compared to Orlando is completely different. And for me, in my opinion, your Jim Coleman was an assistant at Bradley and University of Illinois, Chicago before Brad Underwood took a chance and hired him at Illinois. I think that should speak, I think that should mean something to someone. I don't know if it does that's my, that's where I lose respect for it. Um, yeah. and you know, I've seen some people, I've seen some people on a line of guys.com say, well, you know, why would we hire Chester Frazier? Not, he doesn't have any experience, blah, blah, not a recruiter. Chester Frazier has more experience, almost double the years of experience than Chin Coleman has. And he's younger.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's uh, you know, and I, I'm friends with both Chin and O. So, you know, I, I appreciate both guys, what they bring. I do think that maybe it's, you know, it's just, I think it's a different situation between the two though. I mean, the reasons they're leaving for, Oh, it's kind of almost like yeah. going home. Um, it's more family relational type thing. Uh, for chin, I think it's just because it's Kentucky, you know, it's a chance to coach in Kentucky. I think he's looking as almost like a Jersey chaser type thing. You know I mean? That's don't want to say that, but that's, that's really where it is. You know, it's just Kentucky. So, um, you know, and so that's a, there are different scenarios, different situations. So I guess as, as I look at this, and by the way, I talked about the uh, speech run and slam. I got to mention my guy. I got to wa- watch um, Jaden shoot from the Illinois Wolves 2022. I just really want to say that watching him shoot a basketball is fun. Like, I mean, some guys you watch shoot and it's just fun to watch him shoot because you just, every time he shoots it, even when he misses, you just expect it to go in and you're just stunned when it doesn't. Um, I think he's he is legit I think he is the real deal as a shooter in 2022 so although Illinois has a plethora of wings already committed or signed uh, that's a guy that I want to see in orange and blue because he can he can score the basketball so anyway I had to bring up Illinois Wolves guy too Um, they didn't have the best weekend I I will say local people uh, Jalen Quinn from Tuscola actually had a good weekend. Um, they were playing without their big guy who wasn't there, uh, the Huff kid uh, who has some high major offers. But Jalen Quinn from Tuscola had a nice weekend. He did a really good job um, starting to score, facilitate, doing a lot of things. He's always been a uh, you know facilitator at that level, but scored the ball well this weekend. So he played, played a little better. So that was good to see him kind of a, you know break out a little bit and get more comfortable. So anyway, so there's my local shout out for all you uh, people, local people. So I just
1: want to say I completely respect – you know, your, you know, your relationships with Oh and Chen, I'm, I'm just my, well, my opinion is based off just from my outside perspective of everything. I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't talk to Chen. I don't talk to Oh, obviously I don't have a relationship with them. It's more of just my outside opinion. And I respect, I respect your relationship with them. That's just kind of how I view it right now. And I could be completely wrong and that that's okay. Cause that that's just my opinion on how things are. And it was, so I do want to ask you one last question. Okay. Before we wrap up, before whatever, I want your top four in odds. You don't have to give me the odds. Just if you were looking at it today from what you've heard, back channels, whatever, who's your number one that is most likely two, three, and four?
0: Hmm. Man. I'm going to say that just based on what I've heard, I think uh, Chester Frazier is most likely to be on staff. Then um, I would go with Mike Menega, um two, Van Maken, three. Okay. And a um, hmm. lot of buzz. There's a lot of positive buzz, I'll be honest with you, about uh, Jeff Alexander, too. So I'll throw him in there. So there you go. There's my four. I, I don't know. Okay. And it's so early in the process and obviously i haven't talked to brad underwood and he's mm-hmm. get a call yet so i've talked to him yeah so I, I don't know but i mean this is just all second third hand and when you play the telephone game as we all know sometimes it gets uh you know by by the time yeah we're hiring this guy it could be we're never hiring this guy and it got uh you know, lost in translation kind of thing so mm-hmm. so you never know i but those are my guys i just feel like i the buzz on chester is is interesting um, and I do think it would be a, a good fit for him. I mean, coming, you know, he's, you know, coming kind of home, you know, and I know he's from Baltimore though. So Virginia is close. So there's something about that, but coming to Illinois, but I heard a lot of good buzz about him. You know, I guess that would be the kind of thing, the opposite thing with Monega, who would come from back towards his home. So I guess they're kind of different dynamics, but yeah, it's interesting. I think over the I think we're probably going to have another podcast um, over the next in the next couple of weeks where we're going to talk about who the new assistant coaches are. So that's something to look forward to. So you can obviously find this stuff, all this stuff at guys.com. We've had uh, I'll be honest with you, our coverage of this recruiting. We've kind of known it's kind of been released and put out there names, coaches, what's happening. Uh, we try and update it almost every morning and afternoon. So you've got some great. Um, Insider information. I, I think it's a. So if you haven't subscribed yet, feel free to subscribe. Um, you're going to get some great stuff, get some great stories uh, from people who actually are great writers. And then you have me who just gives you information because I'm not a great writer. Um, so that's somebody has to do that, right? I don't. I don't.
1: I have podcasts because I can't write.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so now I you know what? I don't even mind the writing. I hate typing. I'm a terrible typer. It's like I feel like I'm hunting peck mode half the time. So it, it's crazy. It takes me forever. I have it. I have figured out on my Google that I can do voice typing, voice to text. And it actually, it's pretty good, except then you have to go clean it up. So sometimes I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll I, I'm will i going to have to start using voice to text and I'll send it to like Larry Smith or Chris or some, one of those guys who's really good at writing and let them clean it up and make it look like I know what I'm talking about. So no, maybe that's the way I should do it. So anyway, this is, um, you yeah, this has been fun. Brandon and I have a good time here at Sturdy for 30. Um, assistant coaches over the next couple weeks, we're going to get a lot of information on assistant coaches and uh, see what happens in the future. Um, Illinois is obviously hoping to keep their current roster intact from what I'm hearing. It sounds like they will, um, for the most part, there's obviously one or two guys that are, are questionable, but, uh, of the guys who are not on campus, but Brandon's been around the guys on campus. They seem to be pretty happy enjoying their time. So, um, we, uh, we, thanks for listening and we will be back next week with, uh, some more, hopefully, uh, information Maybe we have assistant coach to talk about, or maybe talk to, wouldn't that be exciting. We get one of our new assistant coaches on sturdy for 30 right away that would be exciting that's what i hope so brad sturdy brandon wildman sturdy for 30 thanks for listening